0: in a world that has more than enough information and noise. Is it even possible to truly anchor ourselves and have peace in a scattered world? Hi, this is Pamela and Mary, and we are a mother-daughter team who span two generations, but share one message. We will delve into what it looks like to be fully integrated, body, soul, and spirit, and will bring encouragement and hope all along the way. We get it, life is hard, and let's be real. Hard doesn't even begin to describe it on some days but we want you to know that you're not alone. And not only that, we are here to come alongside you and cheer you on as you walk out your individual storyline. So join us as we journey together and laugh, cry, and everything in between. Welcome to the More Than Enough podcast.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey, Ma. Hey, Mary.
2: I haven't talked to you in a few days at least. I know. I'm trying to think of what's new in my life. Oh my gosh, today it was the most sort of late yesterday afternoon but particularly today it was a full on blown north carolina fall day. Oh. That's oh, magical. The wind. You could hear the leaves you saw them falling down. It was pretty crisp this morning like mid 50s which I love that's my kind of weather. Yes. It was just so beautiful. It's just so beautiful. I was so busy and I just was sad but I know there's more days coming up so I can really get out there. But it was beautiful. How about you guys?
1: Yeah, no. Literally today was very very similar in Kansas City it was gorgeous so gorgeous and crisp Mm. and slight breeze I was like if I could just like bottle this up forever exactly yes it's like amazing it is the best
2: yeah it's just absolutely beautiful so
1: but then I do wonder if it was like that every single day if it would just be like oh I don't know. I don't think so. Would we I'm really, not sure. Would we enjoy it as much? You think we right. would?
2: <laughs> I know that's what people say. You know, Dad says about the ocean, if you lived on it. But I'm like, no, every sunset's different every night. No, <laughs> no, no, no. There's certain things that are just perfect that you can't improve yes. on. Yes. And that's a fall day. <laughs> that's true.
1: <laughs> that's true. So
2: happy, happy real fall to you today.
1: Yes, yes, wherever you are. Okay, so last week we started... This series, The Power of Acceptance. And just talking about the importance of learning to accept things and the lack of accepting change in our lives really hinders us and hinders our growth.
2: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And the opposite of accepting things, obviously, is this resistance to change. And resistance not just to change, but to truth. Even truth about things that are hard for us to accept because they have implications in our lives especially as believers
1: yes so yeah last week we were just kind of giving the introduction and you can go back and listen to that and each week in October we're going to be talking about different topics that we believe that we are called to accept and it will go much better for us if we learn to accept these things and then walk forward accordingly
2: yes yes these things are more having to do with just how we see something and believe something and how if we really resist some of these, I'm not even going to call them ideas because again, they're they're truisms that are represented in the word to believers. If we reject those things as being true, then it's going to cause us a, a lot of internal conflict and it's going to cause us to sort of be pushing back and kind of being in a place with God, that we are being resistant. And eventually some of those things might be hurtful to us if we continue to hold on to them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And when you say truism, basically what we're saying is it's like gravity. What comes up must come down. If we resist the inevitable, if we resist something that it is what it is, it's not a, yes, an opinion. You throw a ball up, it comes down. It's a truism. This is gravity. And so what we're going to be discussing is what we believe specifically in the kingdom of God and as believers. These are truisms. And the more we resist them and the more we deny them or block them out, the harder it's going to be for our growth and our emotional and spiritual maturity.
2: Yes, yes, absolutely. Today we're taking a big one, a broad one, one that no one on the planet Earth can't be aware of. And it's the idea of suffering as it relates to humanity. And that that, as we all know, we could write a zillion books on. Yes. <laughs> I, I have I have one in the works myself.
1: Yeah. In on that
2: topic. But we're, we're trying to bring up things that we believe are, are super pertinent and important and valid for us to look at and think about together as a community now at More Than Enough. So we're talking about all the aspects of suffering, particularly as it relates to a believer. And what is our narrative and what, what is our view? And how are we going to walk out when things just continue to seem to get ramped up?
1: Yes, we're calling this episode Accepting trials and suffering. We just talked about truisms. So what are we saying? We're saying we're accepting the truism. What's true is that there will be trials and suffering in this life and accepting that. And what does that look like?
2: Yeah, I love your analogy about gravity because we can believe anything we choose to believe. But when we look at the word of God and we look at historical Christianity, there's been a lot of suffering For thousands of years on this earth, in every religion, in every tribe, in every every people group, every part of the world has been affected by humanity. But we're going to try to be pretty pretty just stable in terms of the basic things that the Word of God has to say about the subject of trials and suffering. Because I can't convince you if you're listening and you don't credit the Word of God as being trustworthy or reliable or even relevant you're totally free to have that opinion but as you know by now that mary and i are going to be leaning into what is the narrative of the word of god what is god's story and what did he say about these things and the people of god say about these
1: things i mean you really can't get away from it if like you said if you read the scripture and consider it truth that you can't get away from this absolute that we will suffer obviously the first verse i think of is in first peter beloved do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you
2: yeah that's one of my primary all-time favorite verses i think it's in first peter and and the thing is we could just take that as an example first of all what is one of the things we learned from that verse Is that we shouldn't be surprised because today that's what we're trying to say. We're trying to say, don't be surprised. Right. Okay. We could sum it up in that, quite honestly. Right. Because that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to make a case that the word is so clear on this subject. And when we look in church history with real people who've lived torturous lives We read some of the things they've had to say. We read the people who've survived. We have all kinds of manuscripts of people's stories and narratives. And then we have this narrative from the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, quite honestly. The idea is we're saying we don't have to be surprised. Right. What happens if we just believe this and accept it? And now we have an expectation. This is one of countless verses that warn us not to be surprised. Right. That's why it's one of my favorite verses. I'm just going to, I'm going to throw something out, a word that my husband uses, and this took a long, long time for sort of the pessimist that he was. He's begun to use the word opportunity. And so the thing is, is that these things are opportunities. This is another thing that the word talks about, right? That this is an opportunity for us to be conformed to the image of God. These pressure cookers, as this verse is saying, it's this fire that it's talking about that refines gold. It's basically saying this is what these things do, these trials, that they actually are able to make something completely different and burn away all of the fears and the doubts and the cynicism and the lack of faith. This is what God is doing. He's allowing these things to happen so that we can be changed in our inner man. We can be transformed. You are like gold. You will not perish. And so God is improving your inner man every day with every situation. It's an opportunity to turn to him and to grow and to humble ourselves and In this, we're becoming stronger and stronger every day.
1: I know some people might be thinking, okay, well, you're already just playing into my own thoughts. I'm always just waiting for the shoe to drop. I'm always just waiting for something bad to happen. I already think everything bad's gonna happen. Now you're just confirming it. And if you have the narrative, there's always gonna be suffering and that God isn't for you and that he isn't good. It's a really bad setup for a lot of hopelessness. And that's probably what a lot of us feel.
2: Yeah, this is a primary part of this idea of suffering. We don't want to accept it. We want to find every way we can to deny it or block it out. Because without God, without an ability to know that there is something greater, there is something greater, which is every one of these verses that I've looked at, they all are unto this eternal weight of glory that is so much more beautiful than this very short life. Yes this life that we are broken. So what we're saying is these trains are going to collide if you do accept that suffering is a reality in this life, but if you also do not accept that God is trustworthy and good. Yes. If you look with your eyes instead of faith to believe that God is who he says he is and you are trying to reduce him to a way that you can understand, We're not called to analyze God. We're not called to figure him out. We're not called to reconcile the things that are hard to understand about God. All of those things I call you to sit with him on. But at the end of the day, we're cutting to a broad truism, meaning we believe it's biblical truth. We're calling you to say that two things are at play at the same time. One is that this is a reality in this life. And two, that God is good and he's capable and he fully understands all the implications of your life. If you put these together, it can be super comforting. Yes. There's another verse. The one that I'm thinking of right now is basically saying that no one has to be unsettled by their trials. They don't have to be anxious. They don't have to be caught unaware. It uses the word unsettled. And I tell you what I love at the end of this. I'm going to read it. It says, these things are to strengthen and encourage you in your faith so that no one would be unsettled by these trials. And I love this sentence, for you know quite well that we are destined for these trials. So this is where we're going to go a little deeper. We're going to really talk about God saying, this is what you were destined for. Yeah. And now we can start making some connections to all the verses about Jesus who says this is what he was destined for. And we are destined to follow in his character, his nature, and his footsteps. Yes.
1: Yes. I feel like more and more recently, the Lord just keeps bringing me back to this life being like childbirth and how in childbirth we expect to feel pain. You expect it. Honestly, if you don't feel pain, you're like, is something wrong? Is something off? You expect to feel pain in childbirth, but it is all on to life. And yet, even when I think about childbirth, it's not just one long, awful pain. I mean, for most of us, there's these beautiful uh, reprieves in the midst of it, right? There's these moments of rest, and we can truly be filled with gratitude and thankfulness for the rest. But we know that the next contraction is probably around the corner. We know that it's coming. We're not surprised by it. We're not thrown by it. That contraction's coming. But if we resist those contractions, like I remember doing with my first child, and I was like 18 hours in, and I just started to lose it. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. I can't do this. Not accepting this is happening. You are in childbirth. You can't get out of it. It's almost yes. like that's what's happened. We've been plopped on earth and we're just like in the midst of transition labor. And you're just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. And I remember my midwife. I don't know if you remember, mom. She literally takes my face like a child. And she's like, look at me, so, like claps her little hands. Look at me. And she's like, you can do this. You're in it now. You're having this baby, but you can't get out of it. And you can do this. You were created for this. It's not much longer. And I've thought about that Mm. so many times since then. It's like, you can't get out of this. This Mm. is life. You're in it now. God destined you to be where you're at in humanity Mm. in this time. Mm. You're here. And this is what's happening. And you can do this. God has equipped you. And yes, there's going to be more contractions. And yes, they're unto something. And if Mm. we believe that, then there's hope. But if we get lost Mm. in the midst of the contraction, it's just, yeah, there's just so much despair.
2: Mm. That is so, so good. I believe if we're walking in a place of acceptance and believing that God will be enough, believing that he will equip us with what we need in that moment. And this isn't like some sort of philosophy to hold on to, but this is really a Promise that God has given us that if we accept and believe that He is good and that He will give us the strength to endure and even more than endure, that we can't anticipate what James says, that we can look ahead and say, I can actually have joy in this, knowing it's going to be unto something so much more beautiful that will last for billions of years. Now it raises everything to a place that we have destiny and purpose. And we carry this divine nature because of God in us. And so I love how you just rewrote it all in a second by that analogy to say this is unto something glorious and beautiful and something that is life-giving. I do want to just name some reasons to you so that you can maybe even begin to consider again that this idea that suffering is a part of our lives. It's a part of everyone's life on the whole planet but that it also is given to the body of Christ with reason and purpose and beauty. So I'm going to give you some of those reasons. In our suffering, in our trials, usually there's some sort of pain involved. We've talked about that. In that pain, one of the things that God has promised that in our weakness through some of these trials, that it opens up space and it creates a need and a dependency for God. I don't know about you, but when I'm like really, really sick, I'm really, really weak. I, I really want my husband to just sit by me. Or when he brings me the smallest of things like dry toast and a little tea, it just makes me love him and press into him like, oh, thank you. Well, I might not feel that way on days when I'm just running the world all by myself. Right. Right. So weakness can produce thanksgiving and a dependency on the person of God in our lives. It causes us to turn to him. A lot of people will say God's just against me or he's, he's paying me back or he's punishing me. Come, punishment was all made and done in his son Jesus on the cross in a moment. Yeah. Sometimes some of the things you go through, he's creating a story in your life that's difficult and others around you are watching. And do you know that sometimes your pain leads to other people's interest And how is it possible that that person can have joy and kindness and not be embittered by what's happened to them? God uses all of these things for things even outside of yourself, for others. It continues of so many kinds of things. Sometimes our pain causes us to have more compassion for the next person that we run into who's gone through what we've been through. And we can just silently listen to them. And not even start to tell our story, but hold back. But listen, because now we just know. And we could maybe tell them at the end. I, I did go through something very similar. And this other person is just wide open now to hear your story. As you've been much more able to relate to them and speak life into them. You know, there's a lot of talk about how God is shaking everything that can be shaken. As it seems like we're entering into very difficult times. But this is God's mercy, right? If we're going to have increasing trials or increasing spiritual battles, wouldn't we want to show up at boot camp? I mean, would we really yeah. not want to yeah. have learned how to use whatever things that a soldier needs in battle? Right? Isn't this God's mercy to us? But if he left us where we were, we might not be prepared. Now, I've got about 15 more of those. So... There are so many reasons if we would pause and if we're having trouble accepting things that are hard and painful, my my advice is always the same, just go back to the origin, go back to the father, sit with him, take it up with him and ask him to just begin to show you how he's for you and how he loves you and all of these things have a purpose and a reason.
1: Yeah, I had kind of a sobering time with the Lord. This was a few years back and well, actually several years ago, and I was projecting in fear and in that fear, I was thinking, oh my gosh, this would be so awful if this thing happened to me or if, if this situation happened to me. And instead of the Lord kind of comforting me and telling me that will never happen, I felt like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I I didn't get that, but what I just felt like the Holy Spirit was prompting in my heart to basically say, okay, well, if you want to be offended with me, Mary, be offended with me now, because that's happening to somebody Mm. right now. And it really threw me and took me off guard. And I was like, what? And he's like, be offended right now. Don't wait. Don't wait until it happens to you because it's happening to someone else that I love a lot. And it's happening to someone else's family and someone else's child. So if you want to be offended with me and you want to be angry and mad and upset and bitter, then do it right now. Don't wait. And I mean, it took me back and I was like, I I, I don't even know what to say, Lord. And he's like, let's look at this now. So if hmm. and when something happens, maybe not that, but it'll be something else. We all have our own story. We all have our cross. It, it, every one of us is going to look different, but it will be something. And the Lord's like, so that when those times come and the contractions are much more difficult, that we are not thrown, that we're like, yeah, I, I, I've watched other people go through transition labor. I, I've watched other people go through really intense contractions. And I know that you sustain them in the midst of the pain and the difficulty
2: Gosh, Mary, I remember when you got that, but it pierces me to hear it again, just the sobriety of that, because it's just such a reminder that God is pleading with us to say, don't wait. Now is the time. If you're offended, if, if you have some offense or if you're struggling, now is the time for mercy. This is the time to sit with the Lord, because when we're in the middle of the offense, it's getting difficult not to be sort of swept away or turned upside down or inside out. Yeah. Because there are things at work that we can't even see and we don't even think about most of the time because we're so busy. But this is a reality that we live in a spiritual world in the midst of a physical location. Yeah. So so why do we start with suffering? Why are we talking about such a hard subject? We're talking about it because it's a reality and to minimize it or block it out is not good for any of us because we've all experienced difficult things. And if we presume that we're above any of these kinds of ways of being thrown off course, I think, again, that's not a wise stand to take at this point. We want to maybe believe that we're more spiritual than we are. Maybe you're somewhere in that spectrum today and you really feel like you have all that you need in God. I'm telling you, it's near 65 don't ever believe that don't ever believe that continue to invite god into all these places so that he can begin to shore you up and increase your faith so that you're not just ready for something that the shoe might drop one day but so that you're ready now in the day-to-day paper cuts that we've talked about mary and i yeah you can be worn down a thousand different ways and anything can jump out at you that you never expected we're just imploring you today to say hey Rethink this subject. If you feel like you're strong in it, then continue to grow in it and then share it with the people around you. We want to do exactly what God spoke to Mary, and that has come to me now. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. That means
1: peace. Yeah. So as we close, I just want to make sure we also really reiterate that it doesn't mean that it's not going to be really painful, that you might have to really grieve. Again, when I think about contractions and going through labor, It's very painful and it's very intense. And also there might be things that have been done to you that it's not okay. What has been done to you is not okay. And we're not telling you to be okay with it. We're telling you the accepting is the do not be surprised. Do not be surprised when hard things happen. Hard things are going to happen. Painful things are going to happen. Something I've been talking to my daughter with lately is We can always expect to see beauty and pain. Most days, I said, even on Christmas, there's going to be really high moments and then low moments, even if it's the tiniest thing of I skinned my knee or something didn't happen the way I thought it would. But we can always kind of come to expect that there's going to be hard moments, but then there's also going to be really beautiful moments around the corner too. And so it's this accepting of the contraction and then the resting period. The contraction and then the resting period and coming to believe that God is in the midst of it all.
2: Yes, and amen. What a great takeaway, too, because I think part of the joy that we can anticipate is because we're going to have beauty and that we're going to have loveliness and we're going to have peace. Whatever trial that we're going through, it will not last forever because tomorrow we may have more grace for it than we did today. Not necessarily because the trial will change, but we're changing every day. And where we're growing and changing in him is what's making all the difference in the world. And that's what we want to do mostly today is to empower you to know that life will have something that's always changing. And you also have the ability to be changing in your responses and your reactions and your emotions by spending more and more time thinking on what is lovely and beautiful, especially about God. We hope that I'll encourage you guys this week. We love you and we pray for you. And thanks again for listening today.
0: In a world that has more than enough information and noise, is it even possible to truly anchor ourselves and have peace in a scattered world? Hi, this is Pamela and Mary, and we are a mother-daughter team who span two generations but share one message. We will delve into what it looks like to be fully integrated, body, soul, and spirit, and will bring encouragement and hope all along the way. We get it, life is hard, and let's be real. Hard doesn't even begin to describe it on some days, but we want you to know that you're not alone. And not only that, we are here to come alongside you and cheer you on as you walk out your individual storyline. So join us as we journey together and laugh, cry, and everything in between. Welcome to the More Than Enough podcast.